Hey everyone, how's it going? This is Azrin the Language Nerd here. I'm the owner of the Calgary Language Nerds and welcome to today's podcast episode. It has been a few weeks since I recorded a podcast episode and so let me give you a bit of an update as to what I have been up to over the past two or three weeks. First of all, I caught COVID and so I was sick for just under a week, mostly just resting and recovering. I didn't have any major symptoms. I was just coughing, stuffy nose, runny nose, sneezing, low energy. Think of a typical cold, I guess. I still still do have some symptoms today, but I'm 95% better. But more interestingly than me having COVID is what I have been working on over the past couple of weeks at the Calgary Language Nerds. Some of it I mentioned or at least alluded to in the previous podcast episode. But let's just start right from the beginning. Let's let's talk about this right from the beginning and make this nice and clear for everyone, okay? Now, we have to start with one of the biggest problems. In fact, let's talk about two of the big problems that language learners have. It's the two, it's really the only two problems, the only two problems that language learners have. The first problem is a lack of productivity. The second, problem is a lack of patience. Let's start with productivity. Productivity can be broken down into two separate elements. Element number one is time. How much time does a person dedicate toward learning another language? In fact, it's time slash effort. It's a bit of the, it's a bit of both. How much time and effort is someone putting into learning another language? And the second element of, of productivity <clears throat> is how effective are they with their time? When you look at how much time time and effort someone is dedicating, and we look at the methods that they're using, how effective are those methods? So many language learners struggle on the productivity side, meaning they're either not putting enough time, they're not consistent enough, they're, they, they don't, um, what's the word? They're on and off with their studies, or maybe they're just not effective with the time they're dedicating, maybe a bit of both. They're either struggling with that productivity or, and or, struggling with the patience because you can be doing everything right in terms of productivity you're spending lots and lots of time toward learning another language you're spending all the time that you would be able to considering your lifestyle and and how much energy you have and you're using all the right methods but then you also have to be patient you have to do that for the right amount of time you have to understand that you're not going to dedicate two weeks and all two weeks to learning a language and suddenly speak it incredibly fluently. That is not going to happen. So you have to spend the right amount of time to re- to reach the level of proficiency that you are trying to reach. And what I'm trying to what I'm putting all of my professional attention on this year is helping language learners to solve these two problems. I want to help language learners be far more productive because let me tell you that is a massive problem among most language learners. They are just not productive with their time. They're not spending enough time and slash energy and or they're not using proper methods. Oh my goodness, I see it every day. And I wanna help language learners to be more consistent and, and actually be more, not consistent, I'm sorry, be more patient and, and spend the required amount of time to achieve their desired level of proficiency. Now, you might be thinking, well, how the heck do you solve that? Well, there, there have been a numerous things I've put in place since this, the third week of December all the way till now. My business is 
wildly different than it used to be, and I'm very happy about it. So here's difference number one. Difference number one is I've created a 250 hour challenge. I think I talked about this in the previous podcast. I can't remember, but I think I did. Um, regardless, I'll talk about it again in case, well, in case I didn't, I suppose. Um, the 250 hour challenge is a, is a one year challenge to, to spend 250 hours toward your target language. Okay. Um, the reason I picked 250 hours is because if you look at how long it takes people to reach different levels of proficiency in a language, 250 hours is the, it's the minimum number to make rapid progress, rapid, not rapid, noticeable progress every couple of months, let's say every month, every couple of months. I think that's meaningful because most language learners don't notice progress every couple of months. Most language learners feel progress in spurts every, God, I don't know, six months or long or more. Meaning it feels like they're not making any progress because the progress is so incremental, right? And <clears throat> they only feel progress in these little moments where suddenly they're like, oh, I can understand that song when I couldn't before. Oh, I can now, I was able to talk to that native speaker. Oh, I did really well on a test. I didn't think I would. Oh, I actually understood that TV show. Something suddenly happens out of the blue that you couldn't do before and it surprises you and then you feel proud of your accomplishment. But you don't get these little, you don't see, you don't feel the progress on a regular basis and that's demotivating. So the 250 hour challenge, if you're doing 250 hours a year, you're, you will notice your progress every, every month every, or every couple of months. You will notice progress. Now, 250 hours a year, that might sound like a lot. Let's break it down a bit more. 250 hours a year is about 21 hours a month or about five hours a week, which is a real time commitment. It is a lot of time, but it's, it's, it's an amount of time that if someone has a full-time job or they're a full-time student, if you make language learning a priority, five hours a week or 21 hours a month or 250 hours a year, is super manageable if you make it a priority. The average person with a full-time job or who's a full-time student can probably make that work. There are certain people who can't. I respect that and that's fine. But again, when I give advice, I've said this before, when I give advice and I create challenges and resources and products and services, I try to create things that work for the majority. And so this will work for the majority. Five hours a week is very doable for the majority of people. <clears throat> Now, again, you might think, okay, Azrin, well, how... I've thought this through to every detail. So then the next question might be, well, Azrin, how do you know like that you'll feel progress doing five hours a week? How did you get that number from? Well, let's talk about it. On average, to reach a low intermediate level, this is a B1 level, you are, it will typically take the average language learner 400 to 800 hours to reach that level. 400 to 800 hours of study to reach that level. This is assuming you are, this is assuming that you are using effective methods. If you're using ineffective methods, it will take longer. Um, this is also assuming, I don't know how to put this in, in very clear terms, but I'll put it to you like this. The more intense, the more intensely you study, the more you condense your timeline, the faster you progress. Meaning if you do 50 hours of study in three months, or if you do 50 hours of study in 12 months, you'll progress more in three months than you will in 12 months. 
I'll say it again. If you do 50 hours of study in three months or 50 hours of study in 12 months, you will progress more in three months than you will in 12 months, okay? Generally speaking. So that is a factor too when you look at how many hours it takes. The language you are trying to learn also will impact how slowly or how quickly you learn. That's an impact too. There are certain individual factors, your level of anxiety, um, your, your not confidence, your um, willingness to make mistakes. There are certain individual factors too, which influence if it's closer to the 400 hours or 800 hours, but that is roughly speaking how long it'll take most, let's say teenage, like teenagers to adults. <clears throat> when you want to achieve a professional working proficiency in another language, it will typically take you with 1,000 to 1,800 hours, okay? So then going back to my initial question, why are you spending 250 hours a year or five hours a week? Why are you doing that? Well, because if you don't, it's going to take you so long to get to a conversational sort of B1 level or a professional working proficiency. Let's do some math. Let's say you did two hours a week. That means you're, you're doing 104 hours of, of, of study a year. Well, it's probably going to take you it's going to take you four to eight years just to achieve a B1 level. That's a long time in many people's mind. Four to eight years, four to eight years is a long time in many people's mind. And it might be a little bit closer to eight years because two hours a week is not that much. It's not very intensive study. So it's going to add a little bit of time. Whereas if you're doing five hours a week or 250 hours a year, you will get there much faster. 400 hours will take you little less than two years. Um, 800 hours will take you a little bit less than four years, right? A little bit, little bit under four years just to achieve that B1 level. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. I think that's all that's now a lot more manageable. <clears throat> so that's kind of that minimum number where you can make rapid progress and you notice your progress regularly. And it's that magic point where if you have a full-time commitment, studies or work, and you already have a busy life, you can still fit five hours a week into your calendar if you make language learning a priority. Now, a common question I get here is, what if I'm learning more than one language? Well, I'm gonna use the following analogy. Every language you, you are serious about learning, you are serious about it, I mean serious. Every language you are serious about learning should be treated like taking a university or college course. If let's say you work full time, you work full time, and you told me, hey, I'm, an, I'm going to take a university course while I work full time. Like an undergrad course, not some evening class, an undergraduate course that's four credits towards an undergraduate degree. Listen, that course is, I mean, probably going to be three hours a week of class, roughly. And you'll have at least a couple hours of homework, maybe more. You might end up dedicating eight hours a week or 10 hours a week toward that class. So you would not, you likely, I hope, wouldn't take the decision, you would take the decision of signing up for a university course for a semester quite seriously. <clears throat> quite seriously if you're already working full time. You would take it very seriously. You wouldn't just do it, you wouldn't take that decision lightly. Well, I think if you're serious about learning multiple languages, understand that you need at least a minimum of five, five hours a week per language. Now, if you're dabbling in some languages, if you're just doing it for fun, you're not concerned about making rapid progress, as long as you're moving forward at some sort of pace, 
We are not concerned how fluent you get. It's just a little side hobby. Okay, that's fine. Then, then it doesn't matter. I'm talking about people that are very serious about making rapid, let's say efficient progress, very efficient progress. That's what you'll need. Minimum of five hours a week per language. Okay. Well, here's the thing. We got to go a step further. Five hours a week per language. Let's just say one language. Five hours a week. Just dedicating five hours a week is not enough. Because then you have to ask yourself, how should you spend your five hours? Where should that five hours be spent? What should you do? Hmm. Well, that's a great question. So I'm going to talk, I'm going to break it down like this. Let's look at a month. Okay. 21 hours a month. Instead of five hours a week, let's break it down in a monthly view. I want you to spend at least four hours, a, four hours a month, at least on active listening. Active listening, meaning you find a video or audio where there are same language subtitles or a transcript available. You listen, you listen to the audio or the video, no subtitles. You listen to one line. You pause if you don't understand. You rewind and listen again. You pause again if you don't understand the first line. You rewind again. You listen again. You still don't get it. You pause. You rewind. Now you turn the subtitles on. You read the subtitles for the first line. You look up any words you don't know in a dictionary or translator. You research any unfamiliar grammar that you're seeing. You ask for help if you're still confused until you understand what the first line is. Then you play the first line again, now that you know the words. And you see, can I hear the words they're saying? Can I hear all the words? And now do I now actually understand what they're saying? And you re-listen to the first line until you can do that. When you can, then you push play, you get to the second line. And you rinse and repeat the whole process until you're done the audio or the video. The audio or video you selected should be at your level. It can't be too hard, okay? That's four hours of that kind of listening. You're still welcome to listen to music or watch TV casually. You're still welcome to do other kinds of listening. That's totally fine. That's wonderful. And there's benefits to doing. There's benefits to doing so. But I want you to do that kind of. I want you to do, to do that intensive, active listening for at least four hours a month. I want you to do. Oh, by the way, if you need resources for this kind of thing, um, just go to my website. And actually, everything we're talking about, I've made a, a visual video version of this. I've made graphics that explain it. I've done a very good job, a much better job, actually, of explaining this with visuals on my website and on my YouTube. Go to azrinthelanguagenerd.com slash 250. I might have already mentioned this. azrinthelanguagenerd.com slash two, like 250. Again, azrinthelanguagenerd.com slash 250. A-Z or Z, R-E-N, thelanguagenerd.com slash 250. And you'll see everything on there. Um, <coughs> I've, I've listed some, some, some tips there and everything for finding content that's at your level. I've, I've given some, did I give some tips there? I'm like 99% sure I've given tips there. Like, oh, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm positive I did. There definitely is. Reading, same thing. You're going to find text at your, at your level. You're going to read them, look up words you don't know, read for comprehension, read nice and slowly, finding things that are at your level. And you're going to do that for four hours, at least four hours a month. So now we're at eight hours on 21. You'll do 2.5 hours of speaking practice. You will do, what am I missing here? At least at least 2.5 hours of, of speaking practice, at least 2.5 hours of writing practice. Go to the website I said, I've given instructions for the writing side actually. It's not just, it's writing like journal style entries and I've given some different writing prompts and exactly sort of what to write about per se. 
um so you can go to, you can go to my website for that azarinthelanguagenerd.com slash 250 250 um so two and a half hours of writing or more two and a half hours of speaking or more four hours of writing or more per month four hours of listening or more active listening or more per month so we're at four eight uh we're at 13 hours um up to so a maximum of four hours of any other study you want to do like other kinds of study reviewing your notes any mobile apps uh, flashcards whatever you want up to four hours not more and then any remaining time so whatever's left whatever however many remaining hours you have to get to that magical 21 hour number in the month you can spend on any one of the four major learning activities oh i forgot one i forgot one thing one hour a month or more on grammar okay one hour or more a month on grammar any extra time should be spent on well anything you want you want to do more grammar great you want to do more speaking great more listening great more writing great more whatever fantastic okay again i ple i do encourage you to go to my website the one i gave you because i've actually put a really nice little graphic visual that will help you understand where and how to spend your time i've given very detailed instructions for how to do the listening what to listen to very detailed instructions the video version on my youtube channel goes into far more detail as well um and kind of has a presentation and goes through a whole bunch of stuff so that's not that is something i'd also recommend over this podcast to be honest um so i made this challenge and i've made really cool resources for it too that are optional to purchase you don't have to but there's some optional things that can help you there's a nice colorful habit tracker there's a vocabulary tracker i made i think i mentioned this in the previous bit in the previous podcast i have these in-depth um, learning guides for uh, eight different languages so that's really cool so there's lots of every resource you'd ever need lots of different writing prompts lots of um lots of um uh kind of linguistic knowledge in there there's there's a lot in there there's a lot in there everything you'd really need to go learn one of these eight languages is in there that those are also on that azarinthelanguagenerd.com slash 250 that those are also on there should you choose to grab any of those and they're affordable the habit tracker is like 3.99 the vocab tracker is like a dollar 99 the learning guides come with a vocab tracker and the habit tracker and it's like 24.99 and it's all canadian dollars so if you're in the u.s it's slightly cheaper for you so it's not expensive and that's one thing i'm very proud of because previously a lot of my prop my, my products and services blah, blah blah mostly services in the past um they were at a price point that many people couldn't afford them and i always knew that but now i'm very happy my business can basically match and 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 seriously help people at all uh with all kind of financial situations like, seriously like that learning guide for those languages boy like you could really use that like that learning guide will get you going man no matter what your level that's going to get you going in the right direction it really will <clears throat> especially if you pair it with this 250 challenge which is how the guide is designed to be used Whew, you're off to the races you are off to the races so that's the one big project i put in place um to well help language learners to uh know how to spend their time the 250 challenge will very give you, give you very clear instructions on how to spend your time and how much time to spend that'll be crystal clear the 250 challenge will also help you on the motivation side of things because of the habit tracker that that will it'll keep to be honest with you it's 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 
the habit tracker is nice, but really what's motivating is knowing how many hours you have left to achieve your desired level of fluency. That's the cool thing. You know exactly how many hours are left. You just know. You've got this many hours to go. You're like, great. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's cool to know. And of course, it's not an exact science, maybe a little less, a little more, but you got a pretty damn good idea. And if you watch the video version on, again, this is all on azrinthelanguagenerd.com slash 250. I actually got, I go through each level, not just the B1 and B2 level. I talk about how many hours it takes to reach all the different levels, A1, A2, B1, B2, C1, C2, every level. So that's really cool. So this is, gonna, this is the game changer for a lot of language learners. It's been an, an eye-opening presentation. This whole challenge has been eye-opening for so many language learners. And it's huge. I mean, I don't think anyone, I haven't seen anyone take such a scientific approach, tangible, numbers-driven approach to language learning. It's not everyone's style. And by the way, that's, that's totally cool. But for, for what I'm, who I'm targeting is people who are, are very serious about learning a language and actually want to make serious progress. And that's not all language learners, which sounds so odd, but it's not all language learners, right? Everyone says it is, but it really isn't everyone, right? Um, it's also targeting people that don't already have their own sort of learning systems in place. Like some people sort of have their learning systems in place and they sort of know how they learn and they are able to manage their own progress. That's wonderful. But for people that are not able to, like this is really gonna help. The other thing I've done, which is, this is brand new. This I finished yesterday or two days ago. And it's, I think it's a, it's, it's 90%, it's complete. But over time, I'm going to continue to make tweaks and it's gonna become 100% probably in six months to six to 18 months, I should get it to 100%. Right now it's 90% and it's amazing. What I've done, and I don't think anyone's done this. If someone has, and they've done a really good job, please tell me, because I would love to use their system and, and not, I mean, I'd love to use someone else's system if they've done like a really good job of it, but I can't find it. I was trying to find someone who had, who had actually put together a document that has the exact requirements to reach each CEFR level. What does it exactly mean to have an A1 or an A2 or a B1 or a C2 or a C or a, etc etc what does it exactly mean of course the council of europe website has definitions they have these little self-assessments but the problem is that there's no way to to use their resources to incrementally measure your progress you can't use any from what i've seen there are no online resources that i've seen that are easy to use there's a couple that are like really awkward like there's one for spanish that i found but it's written it's written in spanish so a spanish learner couldn't use it because it's not written in english and i was like well that's dumb so there's nothing really that i could find where a, a language learner can go and say okay i'm at a my level is an a 1.1 my level is now officially an a 1.2 my level is now officially an a 1.3 because incremental little steps forward that you can vis actually see because it's factually tracked on a level assessment, on a formal level assessment. No one's done that, to my knowledge. And I took some time and I actually put that together. So now I have a very, a very in-depth language assessment form, which I never had before. Not this in-depth. I just used to use the Council of Europe resources and a, a couple of other websites I like. Now I've got my own and it's way more in-depth than anything else I've been able to find. 
I think this the B, the, the C, there might be something missing. I think there might be a couple of missing elements in each level, but I, I've got it 90% there. So this is going to be really helpful too, because again, I'm, remember what I said in the beginning, I want language learners to be more productive, <clears throat> more productive, and I want to help them be more patient. And more patient just means understanding how, before you even start, language learners need to know how many hours they need to dedicate. That's what, then they know in their head before you even start, oh, this is a, a 1200 hour journey. Okay, so if I do 250 hours a year, this is how many years it'll take me, got it. You should know that before you even start, okay? Um, so this level assessment form really helps too, because now language learners are able to track their minute progress and actually see their progress towards whatever goal they've set for themselves. That's amazing. Oh my, you know how motivating that is? It's demotivating, wandering forward blindly, not knowing how far you are from the goal, from your desired level of proficiency. That's so demotivating. Now I've gotten rid of that, I've gotten rid of that problem, or rather I, I should be more specific. I've created a form where if someone is, if someone does a proper level assessment with you, it kind of solves that problem. So what it, I mean, um, what it does is if like, here's what I'll say to everyone. If you want to actually have a level assessment with me or someone on my team, um, for a language that we actually are able to do on four, like if you are learning Korean, I don't, I can't do it. I mean, I can do a pretty good assessment for Korean. See, here's, here's the thing. I can do a pretty good assessment for languages I don't speak. I do have a process and a bit of a process I've created, actually. I do have a process I've created that I can use to give you a pretty darn accurate idea of what your level is. Um, I, I won't be able to go quite as detailed as this form that I created because I would have to speak your target language in order to use that form. But if you're learning a language that my business teaches, there's a list of 15 languages. Um, <coughs> there's a good chance. Yeah, basically most of the languages that my business teaches, we could do a very in-depth assessment for you. And I can do that for free. I can, or, you know, maybe for, if, maybe I'll charge you enough to break even on it or something. Depends on, well, basically for free or very, very, very affordable. Um, one of the two. And that'll be really, really, really helpful for you. I'm trying to figure out if there's a way that I can turn, make this assessment into a self-assessment. I don't know how to do that. I, I just don't know how, because it's super detailed, guys. It's like really detailed. And I don't know how to have you self-assess your own level based on this assessment form. I just don't know how to do that. I, I will eventually probably figure it out. I will probably figure that out at some point. I just haven't done it yet. Um, but that's really cool. I'm so excited about that because that means now anyone listening here, you go to my website, email me, just email me or message me on Instagram or something. Con you guys don't want to contact me. Contact me. Um, contact me, uh, azarinthelanguagenerd.com slash contact or any of my social media platforms. Contact me and I'll set you up for a level assessment, assuming we teach a language that you are learning. And you can have a very, very, very detailed assessment and you can know precisely what your gaps are. Like, like I, I don't even know how to describe how precisely I can describe it to you. Like, it's not even like, oh, you've got to improve your speaking. Oh, you're great. Not even like, oh, your grammar's lacking. I can be like, yeah, you need to improve your ability to use if clauses because for your A2 level, or actually B, I think it's a B1, B1 level, if clauses is actually one of the requirements to have a B1 level. Or I can say, hey, you know, um, 
you are lacking the ability to be polite. So you need to actually learn polite politeness vocabulary because that's actually a requirement. That's a communication requirement of an A2 level. Or I can tell you specifically, hey, um, you are, you know how to defend your point of view when you're in a debate with someone or a discussion, but you don't do it with sophistication. And in order to have a B2 level, I think it's a B2, that's one of the B2 requirements, for the B2 requirement is actually to be able to do that with a level of sophistication, sophistication, sophistication. So you've got to learn, you've got to, you've, that's something you got to work on. So you can like, get super specific, like so specific. Like, hey, you need to learn more vocabulary about politics because in order to have this level, you need to know those words. You need to know about the 20 or 30 most common words associated with politics. You don't know those. Like that's how specific I can get. So I'm trying to make language learning so specific where there is no, there are no more reasons as to why someone can't achieve a high level of fluency. Assuming, again, there's, there's, there's always going to be some reason, but the ambition is to get rid of everything. All reasons as to why you can't achieve your desired level of proficiency. I'm trying to remove all those barriers. And I think this 250 hour challenge, Azrin, go to azrinthelanguagenerd.com, A-Z or Z-R-E-N, thelanguagenerd.com slash 250, right? That challenge, ooh, like read the challenge, watch the video, take your time, like take an hour to understand what is required of that challenge. It's free, by the way. It's amazing. That's the cool part. You can just go do it. And if you really want to kind of get a couple of little goodies and a couple of things that help you, it'll cost you like 25 bucks Canadian at the most, at the most, you know, a dollar, a couple bucks on the lower end if there's a few small things you want. So if you really want a couple of the extra bells and whistles and stuff, then wonderful. But you don't even need, you don't need them. There's enough there to get you going. That's great. That's so good. So good. <clears throat> so that's great. Now there's this very detailed level assessment. Ooh, that's going to be huge. Once I can turn it into a self-assessment, that's going to be a home run. That's going to be even better. I just haven't done that yet. Haven't figured out how. So that's huge for everyone listening. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. If you educate yourself on this 250 hour challenge, you use some of the resources associated with that challenge. And like, that's going to make a, like, you have no reason you, there's literally nothing stopping you anymore. There's virtually nothing for, I mean, God, if you're learning an endangered language or something, and there's a lack of resources, sure. Or, or something like that. Yes. But there are for the vast majority there's no longer any obstacle anymore. I've removed all the obstacles for you, literally everyone. And I don't think, God, I mean, I don't know if that's been, I don't want to have the audacity to say that no one's done that before, but boy, I've broken it down into every little step for you, every step. And I've kind of made it fun. Like the habit tracker is kind of cool to fill out guys. Like it's kind of, I liked, it's well-designed. I'm proud of the design. The, like, it just, there's nothing stopping you anymore. So anyway, that's my podcast for today. I'm very excited. That's what I've been working on. And I can't, I need to figure out how to turn that form into a self-assessment form. I just, God, I could just put the PDF out, the level assessment. I could just put the PDF out. It's just that you're not going to know how to self-assess yourself. <clears throat> you just won't know. You'll look at it, you'll read it and go, huh, can I do that? Oh, you know what? Actually, that's probably not a bad idea because you probably could read a lot of it and go, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Oh, I think I need to work on that. And you probably could use it. Hmm. Maybe I should actually put it out just as a PDF so people can download and just look at it. 
Okay, I'm going to think about that. Anyway, have a wonderful night or day or morning or whatever it is for you right now. And we will speak very soon. Bye for now.